Hello, and welcome to the Green Book Commentaries. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. Episode 70, Detailing Subluxation on Spinograph. Doctors of chiropractic and our young student initiates, welcome back once again. For our avid listeners, we would like to express our deepest gratitude for your constant support. We enjoy reading your questions and comments on each episode and hope that you've grown in your personal chiropractic development. As of now, we have about two to three episodes remaining for Volume 25. While we close the final chapter of my favorite green book, I'm reading over some messages from listeners about which green books we are going to cover next. Since we are completing one that focuses heavy on the science of chiropractic, I thought it appropriate we focus next on either the art or the philosophy of chiropractic. The art of chiropractic focuses on adjusting techniques that were developed by B.J. Palmer. Two volumes were written to detail the art. Volume 13, The Palmer Technique of Chiropractic, and Volume 18, the subluxation specific, the adjustment specific. Since we have been focusing intently on the upper cervical spine, I'm personally favoring volume 13, as it is the Palmer full spine technique that was taught prior to the development of upper cervical specific. The philosophy of chiropractic focuses on understanding the principles which define our profession. These principles are what drive the development of our science and art and can be understood in terms of the abstract and the physical. The abstract study is that of universal intelligence, innate intelligence, and mental impulses. The physical study focuses on subluxation and its effects upon the body and brain. Volume 14, Chiropractic Textbook, details this subject under the 33 principles of chiropractic. I'll create an online poll in our Facebook group and see how everyone else feels about which green book to cover next in our upcoming podcast. As for today's episode, we are going to study spinographs and gain BJ's understanding and appreciation for the upper cervical spine and why it's such a unique area allowing all five elements of a vertebral subluxation. A brief overview compares vertebral foramina size to spinal nerve quantity. As we study spinal anatomy, we find that the IVF size is smallest in the cervical region, gradually increases in size within the thoracic region, and of largest size in the lumbar region. 
Also, there are more nerves in the cervical spine than are to be found in the thoracic or lumbar spines. Combine these two anatomical facts with a lack of interlocking facet joints in the upper cervical spine, and you have the one possible area a vertebral subluxation can and does occur. Well, what about pinched nerves in the lumbar spine that even an MRI confirmed? This is a common question I hear often from my full spine colleagues. Spinal nerve pressure below axis can only be due to pathology, not subluxation. Such pathologies include osteophytes and degenerative discs, which can and do cause nerve pressure. In rare occurrences, tumors can even grow within the spinal canal and cause nerve pressure. However, the only two segments were a mechanical malposition of one vertebra causing nerve pressure can exist are either at atlas or axis. Well, what about the rotated spinous processes or tilted vertebrae I see on x-ray that can affect any vertebra? Isn't that malposition of vertebra actually a subluxation? This is also a very logical question and no doubt how B.J. Palmer even used to teach prior to the introduction of chiropractic instrumentation. An atlas or axis will cause the segments below to compensate so as to better balance the shift in weight that occurs between the head and neck. In general, this will produce all the various curvatures commonly seen in chiropractic offices such as hypo and hyperlordoses, left and right lists, left and right scolioses of all types, and pelvic tilting with its associated short leg. In specific, when analyzing each vertebra, a chiropractor will find a few rotated spinous processes and a few tilted vertebrae. <clears throat> Chiropractors may even list them as PLI or PRS. However, the chiropractor who relies upon x-ray to determine which vertebra is actually causing nerve pressure will never be able to do so. Why? X-ray only shows malposition and is not sensitive to show actual pressure of nerves. It is with instrumentation that the chiropractor localizes in specific which of those many malpositions is an actual subluxation. Competent use of instrumentation will always guide the honest chiropractor to the top. For where else can a subluxation with all five elements be present? We begin our reading from volume 25, page 706. Locating specific. Specific cause for presence of all dis-ease, regardless of whether it be brain congestion above 
or body laxity because of an absence below lay somewhere between brain and body. This specific was finally located somewhere in region of superior three cervical vertebrae. Close below brain and close above body was a vertebral subluxation, occluding a spinal cord, making it impossible for energy to get from brain down into all parts of body. This ease existed below because of absence of a normal quantity to produce ease. Specific principle was born when this portion of dis-ease problem had been solved. <clears throat> it was with fear and trepidation and with little and with no little courage that we struck forth on unbeaten areas to see if that principle was sound whether it worked in practice. Notwithstanding, all have had cases that pointed the way. Throughout years past, yet none had courage sufficient to follow through to its ultimate logical conclusion. It took conviction to approach a group of cases and confine adjustment exclusively to those regions to see exactly whether practice would sustain principle. After many cases have been clinically observed under this exclusive process, practice was found to sustain principle. It was in fall of 1930 that practice was publicly advanced to our profession with hope that it would give a, be given a fair and just trial to see if what we had found was true in other instances with other people in our lands, and correction, in other lands, and could be established as a universal truth. Gradually, profession has approached this new idea. Chiropractors have exclusively confined adjusting to that region, regardless of conditions with which cases have been suffering, regardless of location of effects. It was a bold step from general adjusting to major adjusting. It was bolder to advocate one specific adjustment at one place for all cases in preference to major adjusting at a few places determined by Merrick system. Between spring of 1930 and fall of 1933, Thousands of cases were exclusively adjusted by specific major confined in superior cervical region with one adjustment, one place, one direction, consistently. <clears throat> Thousands of cases have been adjusted with results reported attained in greater percentage of worse types in quicker time than any other known previous system within our history. To attain this end, chiropractors were asked to confine their adjustment to this region, to only adjust when a subluxation, in fact, was present, to, only, to adjust only when there was interference present, to not adjust anywhere else, regardless of whether evidence of past educations seemed to direct attention 
to other places, in other ways. To attain this end, it was further essential that chiropractors not adjust in this or any other region when a subluxation, in fact, was not present, when there was no interference present, regardless of what evidences seemed to direct attention to some other locality. To ascertain deciding factor and information upon which action depended, it became more important that chiropractors use NCM as sole and exclusive guide to determine when interference was and was not present, to use spinograph to prove direction of subluxation ascertained at location of interference, and to use only that kind of adjustment with that extra something with staying put value to correct its malposition. How well this solution of our problem has been exclusively used as a profession is problematical. Many chiropractors are following its strictest interpretation. Many are trying to do so, but slip backward into what they once knew and once used. Others think they are using it, but continue to do today what they did yesterday with its complexities. It is needless to say that no one can ever arrive at a truthful understanding who mixes one system with another constantly. It proves that there was one exacting positive specific for cause of all dis-ease and that it was located exclusively in superior three cervical vertebrae then required. NCM to locate presence or absence of interferences and locality of same. To check accurately and truthfully by exclusive process. What happened to all other interferences in balance of spine? As well as what happened to all symptoms, pathologies, histories, and diagnoses in balance of body? Spinograph to prove abnormal position of vertebra subluxated when it was a subluxation in fact. Adjustment with that extra something with staying put value to correct it. Using that adjusting posture which made it most easy to accomplish desired objective. When all elements were properly, intelligently, efficiently, competently, correctly, and honestly applied, we proved that any and all cases, exclusive of trauma as applied in general terms, regardless of history, symptoms, pathology, or diagnosis, regardless of organ or organs involved anywhere in human body, could and did get well by confining adjustment to this specific area. If hypothesis is true and works, that only subluxation causing interference is in cervical region, then it it negatives possibility of a vertebral subluxation creating interference in a lower place in spinal column. It is anatomically true, broadly speaking, 
that spinal canal gradually increases in size from above downward from atlas neural canal to fifth lumbar neural canal. It is further anatomically true, broadly speaking, that intervertebral foramina increase in size from above downward, from third cervical to fifth lumbar. It is further anatomically true that quantity of nerve fibers decreases in number as they desiccate from above downward as they pass off from and decrease their number from above downward. It is further anatomically true that greatest motion is at top and this motion gradually limits itself, getting less in rotation, extension, and flexion as we go from above downward. More superior the vertebra, greater its motion. More inferior the vertebra, less motion it possesses. Upon this series of anatomical facts, we have 1. Lower the vertebra, less motion. 2. Lower the vertebra, larger the foramina. 3. Lower the vertebra, larger the foramina. The fewer fibers pass through them. Therefore, inevitable conclusion that we are less liable to have a possible subluxation with less occlusion, less pressure, less interference to transmission. Opposite of first premise is also true. <clears throat> Spinal canal decreases in size from below upward. Intervertebral foramina decrease in size from below upward. Quantity of fibers increases in number from below upward as they assemble and gather into and help form spinal cord on their way either to or correction on their way either into or from brain <clears throat> both afferent and efferent carrying directions. It is further a fact that vertebrae increase their motion either in rotation extension or flexion as they exist from below upward including rocking backward and forward of occiput upon atlas occiput and atlas rotation upon and within axis etc upon this same series of anatomical facts here is conclusion we also reach one more superior the vertebra more motion Two, more superior the vertebra, smaller the foramina. Three, more superior the vertebra, smaller the foramina. More fibers passing through them. Therefore, inevitable conclusion that we are more liable to have a possible subluxation with more occlusion, more pressure, more interference to transmission. Facts justify meritorious assertion that a subluxation cannot occur where there is room, even under compression, for nerves to emit without interference to their carrying transmission capacity. Evidence shows that up in and around magnum foramen, between magnum foramen and atlas, 
inside bony ring of Atlas, as interfered with by odontoid of axis. Between inferior margin of atlas and superior margin of axis, where motion is greatest, where foramina are smallest, where greatest quantity of fibers exist, and mechanically the greatest possibilities exist for pressure, compression, constriction, there is every reason to maintain that here is one place where no anatomical argument could disprove or dispel assertions we herein lay down for and in behalf of substantiation of fundamental chiropractic principle. Notwithstanding, specific principle had now been established in practice in clinical cases satisfactory to all who use system with accuracy and did not underrate or overrate in elements involved. There still existed unknown element of why is major specific located at this particular cervical place and not found at any other spinal column. Correction, and is not found at any other in spinal column. Now comes second half of number three in answer to that phase of our problem. <clears throat> Let us interpolate for the moment. We were first chiropractor to introduce x-ray into our work. It is now a pro-pro that we reiterate first objective was to prove existence of a vertebral subluxation. Second, to verify our palpations or to correct them. Third, to seek for and locate subluxations, etc. Between time of its introduction and profession awakened to its indispensability, we had taken many thousands of spinographs, studied them in conjunction with research work. There came a time when we stepped out of active exposure plates, developing and interpreting them. We then built up a very complete spinograph laboratory where assistants continued research work under our direct contact and direction. We have been a constant research student seeking further light in newer and better explanations of solutions of unknown problems hidden in our new science. Notwithstanding, we have been in direct touch with our spinographic laboratories and work is being conducted under our guidance. We have never been satisfied that we have ever reached any accurate, satisfactory, or simplified form of correctly reading films consistent with facts we should have. For first time, we can now say, reference 1933, we have reached that solution which we have been seeking for 20 years after having studied hundreds of thousands of films. Quote, How is it, doctor, that I have taken pictures of my cases before adjustment, adjusted them for a long period, spinographed again, and, to all appearances, the vertebrae seem to be in the same position as when I first spinographed, 
end quote. Quote, how is it, doctor, that my cases come sick, go home well, yet I note no difference in the position of any vertebra I believed showed subluxation, end quote. <clears throat> there have been before and after cases where vertebrae did show a difference in position. Why did some show a change? Majority did not. These and more questions have been answered by showing that when a subluxation, in fact, had been adjusted, subluxation did disappear. When they were misalignments, we were adjusting. No amount of adjusting ever could, did, or would change them. We were trying to read misalignments as subluxations and did not know the difference. Observe closely. What, then, should we now seek to do? Take a group of lateral spinographs of cervical region. Say, not less than 50. 500 would be better. Sort them over hurriedly. Set apart those which seemingly present greatest irregularities in misalignment in superior cervical regions. Look at this reduced group carefully, thoughtfully. Put them in view box one by one. Do not sit close to them, but stand back. Instead of studying detail, give them a general contour once over. Get a long range perspective of entire lateral cervical lines. Gradually reduce area until you have reduced it to region of superior cervical vertebrae. Do they present anything in particular? Is there something unusual in their comparative positions which strikes you as irregular? We suggest calling over 500 to get a marked small group, for most of them at first might not seem to exhibit the fact we now bring forth. All will contain some conditions. Smaller group will make them easier for the beginner to see. Small group with exaggerated conditions will exhibit fact we now present so plainly that there will be little if any doubt in your mind. Once you see it in, in small exaggerated group, knowing then what to look for, you will see it in all. Hastily pass small group of lateral views before you. What do you see? See what you see while looking at them. Somewhere in region between occiput and atlas. Atlas and axis. Axis and third cervical. You will see a kink, twist, wrench, torque, which makes a more or less angular distortion or bend and general contour between two of above. This kink, twist, wrench, or torque is mechanical. No other place in spinal column will it or can it be found mechanically. <clears throat> it will exist pathologically. Usually this is between occiput and atlas atlas and axis. Once you determine the kink, 
mark outline of size and contour of spinal canal. Mark outline of position of odontoid process of axis. Study deeply into that spinal canal and see how odontoid process is squeezing, compressing, and occluding that spinal canal. Odontoid process may be posterior, anterior, twisted in or lateral to its normal position. But in some form, it is always squeezing into that spinal canal, shutting off flow of mental impulse supply inferiorly and damming back into brain superiorly. Desiring to study matter further, get a normal atlas and axis. Hold them in your hands. Distort them as your spinal graph reveals and see what you produce. You thus, for first time, account for multiple spinal cord interferences, which we, we read at various places below. Account for existence of cicatrices or scar tissues placed upon or around cord at places of friction and impingement of movement of one vertebra upon or around other in their many varied movements within subluxation range of motion, which accounts for possibility of so many diseases caused below by one place above regardless of distribution of nerves below and their millions of ramifications. Three vital questions enter this problem at this place, at this time, in these ways. <clears throat> One, subluxation can be of occiput upon atlas, atlas upon occiput in either event, atlas being adjusted. Atlas upon axis. Axis upon atlas. In either event, either atlas or axis may be adjusted. Axis upon third. Two, endless possibilities of any small or large number of fibers being impinged, pressed upon. It could be 1,000, 1 million, more or less. Who knows? 3. Endless possibilities dormant, becoming active, in degree of pressure involving quantity of flow of mental impulse supply. It could be 1,000 fibers, 100%. It could be 1 million fibers, 1%. Who knows? Between three potential possibilities, some specific location, some definite number of fibers, some positive quantity of interference exists, subject to some slight change within its subluxation area of motion from day to day, week to week. How now should films be read? Take a lateral view. Study contour lines. Follow that anterior curve from below upward, clear through to skull. Then somewhere along that line, you will note a break in that contour. Kink, twist, wrench, or torque will appear. 
making a more or less right angle distortion between some two of mentioned vertebrae. Take AP views and do same. Put them in view box one by one. Do not sit close to them, but stand back. Instead of studying detail, give them a general contour once over. Get a long range perspective of entire AP cervical lines. Gradually reduce area until you reduce it to region of superior cervical vertebrae. Now take lateral kink, twist, or torque of lateral view and piece it together with same kink, twist, or torque of AP view as to compound direction. And you will know exactly how to direct direction of adjustment with that extra something with staying put value. Read plates any other way, they will not stay. Read them that way, apply forces correctly in that light, and they will stay put. Readings will consistently check out and stay out. <clears throat> Lateral views show posterior arch of atlas inferior or superior if axis and other inferior cervical vertebrae are in normal relationship. Lateral views may show anterior arch of atlas inferior or superior if axis and other cervical vertebrae are in normal relationship. Lateral views may show spinous process of axis inferior or superior if atlas is in normal relationship with occiput. Same may be true of third cervical, but kink, twist, wrench, or torque is never mechanically found lower than that. Correct adjustment depends upon which one is the one making kink, twist, or torque. If atlas is the one making that kink, twist, wrench, or torque, then that is the one to adjust to correct it. It is possible to move axis. It is possible to get temporary reductions in readings by adjusting axis. But no adjustment has ever been given until vertebra, which was kinked, twisted, wrenched, or torqued into a subluxation is adjusted until it no longer is a kink, twist, wrench, or torque. If axis is the one making that kink, twist, wrench, or torque, then that is the one to adjust to correct it. It is possible to move atlas. It is possible to get temporary reductions in readings by adjusting atlas but no adjustment has ever been given that will attain permanent reductions with permanent restoration with permanent survival value health until vertebra which was kinked, twisted, wrenched, or torqued into a subluxation is adjusted until it no longer is a kink, twist, wrench, or torque. <coughs> AP views show whether an atlas is left or right of its median line, 
whether left or right transverse, is superior or inferior of normal position. AP, AP views also show whether spinous process of axis is left or right of median line, and whether it is superior or inferior in its correct relationship with others above or below. It is combined views of laterality and AP which gives which give combined twisted value of abnormal position. It is folly for any person, or more so if he be a chiropractor, to assume that he can feel all this with his fingers and outside of skin of patient. Even those of us most conversant with spinographic study of years, having studied hundreds of thousands of plates and films, have just seen for first time what is here revealed. We cannot have become conversant with this true finding now had we not studied films. If we find it necessary to have spinographic films to see this series of malpositions, how could anyone assume he needs no films? No person is competent to understand nature of and location of these kinks, twists, wrenches, and torques with a spinographic series of films properly, competently taken, and honestly read. Somebody using fingers palpating could reach a finger mental conclusion, given adjustment, and might accidentally get it right. Accidents do happen in best as well as worst of regulated families. When human life is at stake, no person can afford to assume that risk. 1. Read carefully and slowly with NCM to locate interference. 2. Spinograph your superior cervical vertebrae, both AP and lateral. 3. Read both AP and lateral views to ascertain direction of kink at location of interference. 4. Read films, both AP and lateral, to seek combined directional knowledge of subluxation that is in that kink, twist, wrench, or torque. Apply adjustment at the place, at the time, in the way that reverses that kink, twist, wrench, or torque. While we mention both AP and lateral views, we suggest emphasis upon lateral views first until you get an idea of what we mean by a kink or twist. Until you are able to understand and see wrench or torque in it. Kink, twist, wrench, or torque is more obvious and easier to see from lateral view. Once you gain information in question, to a point where you know that you see what you see when you are looking, you can take AP views and see it as readily as you could on lateral views. In reading any case, always have both AP as well as lateral views. Both are necessary to give correct interpretation of two or three direct directional torque twists 
which always exist. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. This has been the Green Book Commentaries.